man. He's transitioning with shitty stats. Okay. And I'm Ray Ray all day. That was amazing. That was my Barry White impression. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> He's got meat sticks for sale. Yeah, I got meat sticks for sale. No. Gotcha, bitch. But I'm going to transition to someone who's not late. That boy oh, got gotcha. cord in his hair right now. Hey. <laughs> He's got Chappelle, baby. Candy says, so Candy, what's it like to finally have some real wood in the house? <laughs> Need your mama's permission. This, this is the Battle Podcast. <laughs> nope. I awoke. Yeah, you're up. He is awoken. He's awoken. awoken. My little shrimpy shriveled up. <laughs> I got a mic over here. It's half woke. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Full Money Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Oh, what up, Ray? What's up, Ray? What's going on over there? Oh, man, you know, chilling like a villain. Oh, whatever. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, hey, man, I want to wish everybody, it's not yet, but it's coming up this weekend. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas from the battle, folks. You know it. Right here. We're all in the battle Netflix. headquarters. India. India. That's where they're all at. Either that or at your house putting up them 33 Christmas trees. I could use a couple. Yeah. I could use a couple. <laughs> Holy smokes. We got uh, our annual Christmas party coming up. I so hope maybe you'd help me out a little bit, right? Oh, you know I will, man. What was that? What was that? A redneck Christmas or redneck whatever? We have a redneck Christmas party, man. And I have I got a redneck and I, boy. I got a surprise for you, bro. Ah, sure, you do. Oh, ah, you just ah. you, you gotta be riding one of them deers you normally burying over there at the oh, house. I'll be gone for Christmas. Oh. I actually thought about it, man. Getting the four wheel drive and driving yeah. right into his oh. backyard where everybody's playing cornhole. Be like, burp, burp, what's up? <laughs> uh huh. That's bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, you know it is. I thought about that. Then Try I'm, that shit in my neighborhood. See what happens. I was about to say, I know where John keeps his gun. <laughs> so if I see him dip into the bedroom. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Now you, you, you drive through my yard like that, forget about the gun. We're going to make it up close and personal. Yeah, last, He's a shovel on you, boy. Yeah, you told us what you did with Candy when she's doing donuts on your on your lawnmower. Yeah, she ain't allowed to use that damn lawnmower anymore, dude. You done kicked her off. Damn right. No more lawnmower. I told the woman, I said, straight lines, straight lines, straight lines. I look over, she's doing damn donuts in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> she wasn't even cutting your grass. Yeah, she, cutting in, the neighbor's grass. Mean, she wasn't even cutting my grass, man. She's over there in the neighbor's yard. I'm like, honey, what are you doing? She's like, what? Then she yells, John, come empty this bag. Yeah, uh-huh. What? I told her, get off. Get off my lawnmower. Just show off some of that tan plumber's crack while you're out there. Yeah. You know? Well, not tan. That's you're always good to the neighbors, you know. Yeah. What about the white tree, man? Gotta, you said you got to you get catching a tan off the white tree in your room. Yeah, but I'm not, you know, sleeping full money. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm saying you're, that slacking. For the tubby. you're slacking, bro. Yeah, I'm oh. Be a true full money, Jenny. Come yeah, on. Yeah, he's not all like Teletubby and stuff like that. <laughs> he said leather. Come on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm getting nervous with Ray, man. He's worried about me sleeping naked. And what was it, about two weeks ago? He's talking about him and I going on a date. Yeah, I did say that. That was my bad. Not happening, brother. <laughs> wrong show, wrong podcast. Not well, happening. Maynard was talking about transition. I just got caught up in the whole situation. Yeah, from being late, not dating dudes. Bro. Oh, 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 man. I missed that part. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's that redneck arithmetic you got going on over there. Two goes into four. Four goes into eight. Eight goes... <laughs> boy, what are we going to do with you, boy? What are we going to do? Sheesh. 
I'm glad that our listeners get a chance to see what I'm having to deal with. I know, so right? Yeah, they do, actually. That's right. We are live on we Facebook. Facebook Live, baby. What's hey, up? Welcome, everybody. everybody. Looks like we got Battle some podcast, baby. Couple followers, couple, couple people. Couple of them. Couple people. We will try and we'll try hard not to run them off. Yeah, we're gonna try. <laughs> I mean, seeing your face is enough to probably scare half of them, right? But just hang on, people. We'll put a mask on them. Can they even see that past that glare? Man, that thing is bright. <laughs> Woo, you got some doming going on there, bro. Holy smokes. I wish I was as bright as my head. Yeah, me too. I wish you were bright, bright <laughs> like a light bulb. Oh man. So I, I had I did do some uh humanitarian. Yeah. What? That was for you, Ames. Just yeah. Hey, here's Ray with the Humanitarian Report. This better be good. Hey, hey, hey everybody. <laughs> Here with the Humanitarian. Yeah, okay. Well, what, what is it, Ray? We got to partake in the Mineola Nighttime Parade. You talked about that last podcast. No, I right? talked about doing the float. Yeah. That was for the Claremont Parade. We got to do the Mineola Nighttime Parade. Oh, okay, okay. Which was absolutely... Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Grandma got run over go. by yeah. a reindeer. Yeah. Hey, I can play that. Uh-huh. Dude, save the dancing, please. Yeah. Please save Come the on, dancing. Man. Don't me. do that to our listeners or our oh, viewers today. It's Christmas. Me. Save that for Sarah, bro. <laughs> save that for Sarah. Okay? I'm not going there, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> neither is she. That's the problem. <laughs> Huh? Remember, it's, oh, not, oh, oh. it's not Ray Ray all night. <laughs> it's Ray Ray, give me a minute. <laughs> <sighs> I got to kiss my breath. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing yes. out my snare drum lately. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we did get to partake in the Mineola Christmas night parade, which was super cool. So we had to put the car together and the float and the sound and all that stuff. It was actually really cool. I just want to know how we started off with you talking about you did a humanitarian act, and then the word we came in there real quick. Did you get, like, French all of a sudden on us? We, we? No. I, I had a mouse in my pocket I the whole time I was doing it. <laughs> Boy, that ain't a mouse. That's a rat. <laughs> uh-huh. You been peeking? Yeah. Is that a raccoon in your pocket? You been looking. Y'all come back. Come on, here. man. <laughs> Down there. Well, up there. Over there. Down there, up there. We're going to kick it off early because uh, we got a... A guest in the in the studio with us tonight. Yes, I, we do. I got a feeling he's got a lot to we say. We have a flashbacks, baby. Flashbacks. Oh, we do. We do. We got Mr. Jody Matthews from Sober Swaggy. Hello, guys, man. Glad to be here again. What um, up, brother? What up, brother? Right, glad to have you back, man. Glad to have you back. Yeah, man. Glad to be back, man. This is uh it's an honor to be back with you guys, man. Uh episode 45 now, episode yeah. 73. Yep, yep. It's an honor, man. Thank about, you guys again. No, about, thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you. It's been about 10 months. So what do you think of the new studio? Oh, I love it. Um Richie like, done like some it. work yeah. in it, didn't he? It looks really good, man. Yeah, it was a groove effort. It's groove. Groove. Who edits the effort? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, folks. They'll be here all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So for those of you who haven't listened back to episode 45, go back and take a listen to it. But Jody's going to give you a little rundown of Sober Swaggy and what it's all about. Well, hold on real quick, what? because back at episode 45, you were, what, 10 months? Oh, uh, no. February was, yeah, about seven, eight months. So uh, where are you at? 18. 18 months. 18. Yeah. Good for you, brother, yeah, man. Yeah, Good boy. for you, man. Wow, man. Well, that's what we're talking about. That, that's what that deserves about. that. Hell oh, yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah, man. It's been a um, 
since uh, the last episode, y'all, it's been uh, one one uh, just hell of a ride um, for sober swaggy for myself as an individual. Um, like you said, just uh, being that um, staying in the flock, grabbing people hand and put my put my hand back for that next person in line, and and just figured out, man, that that line's endless, and I I just keep trying to pick them, pick and pick and pick them up, man, and it's been overwhelming with joy, happiness, um, some sad, but it's uh. It all keeps me locked in on my sobriety each day, and I'm just totally blessed and honored um, to do what we do in our little town, Winter Garden, Okoye. Um, truly amazed by all the support we get. Um, August 5th of this year, um, we uh, sober swaggy. Uh, myself was uh, put in the uh, West Orange Observer from Dope to Hope. Nice. Had my year like story. That, like that, bro. Yeah, yeah, had my um, my uh, whole story uh, was told by Amy Quisenberry. Truly honored. Just, uh, wow, just so overwhelmed. Got so much to say, man, and um, just a short time. So um, hopefully God gives me the right words to tell you guys today. And it's, uh, like I said, overwhelmed and blessed. And it's just been, it's a, it's just, on, just an honor to be here, man. We was in the Winter Garden Christmas Parade. We got second. Awesome, and, um, awesome. So just a lot going on. Well, you know, it's funny. I mean, what I've just listened to you and, and going back to when we first had you on the podcast a while ago, one of the things we talk about with men a lot of times is, is, you know, being a man is about being selfless. And I think that that, you know, listening to your journey and focusing on the needs of other people and bringing people along and stepping in the gap for other men and women. Um, I think that that's a testament to what that truly looks like selflessness. You know, one of the things we're talking about before the show is, you know, we, we always talk here on the podcast about, you know, I don't have friends. I've got family and I've got acquaintances. That's how it works. And so, you know, when you come alongside a brother, there's that, that, you know, that, that intense relationship that now becomes something greater than friendship, especially when you're in, in the trenches, so to speak, you know? And so, and I just think it's awesome that you've kind of taken a hold of that and you've continued on that journey. And it just goes to show you, man, if you just keep pushing forward and focus on somebody other than yourself, right? Good things can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, how it all started for me, like like I said, with Sober Swaggy is um, you always try to reach back for that next in line. And um, like my partner, John, um, he called from 1 to 4 a.m. for like six months in a row. And I always would answer the phone and just be that, just be there for him. Like I, I didn't have no special pills or no special potion for him to take. I just was an ear for him, for, for, for him to tell me what he was going through. And I just listened and would give him some comfort words and and encouragement words. And, and then finally he, he listened to me. Um, I got to take him to AA and, um, he was going to AA with me and then he got his 30 day chip. And then I took him to a revival, um, took him to church and, um, watched the Holy spirit really hit him. And that's just how sober swaggy is, is, is totally about you guys is, um, I was there for John. So what John did had a buddy out of Tampa, James Schnabel, seen John's testimony that John did live on Facebook um, at the church in Okoy, and James saw John's testimony. So now John's reaching back, grabbing his friends. So what it is, man, is it's it's one just turning into two, turning into three, and now there's like, we have 1,300, almost 1,300 members in seven countries. It's, it's all reaching out now, grabbing people. So it's just a train. It's just like a, a domino effect of, of, of blessings that is happening, and it's just totally amazing the feeling and the outreach and the support that we have from um uh, like the u.s i mean it's it's unreal this thing is growing leaps and bounds and and the thing about it is everyone's humble the kickback we're getting back from everyone is man i just love this group i i just everything about it and like you said it's 
you can't be selfish, man. And any any aspect of this, I always want to reach back for the next in line and just understand and be there for that person. And like I said, it's I, I don't tell them anything. I'm just presence there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to be something there for when they're down and out. And I, and thing about it, God's granted me with with doing really well at it. Yeah, you know it's 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 funny. You were you were talking. We were talking before the show. You had talked about a meme or something, or you put out there about um, what was that? Right, you had it. I got it right here. Yeah, it, it hit me when I read it. It says you can't defeat your demons if you're still enjoying their company. And and one of the things it sounds like you've you've really changed who you surround yourself with. You know, oh, I mean? no doubt, no and doubt. One of the other things you said you went from from um what was it from doing dope to now you, you're giving hope. Yeah. Was it, was from it, doing uh, from, from dope to hope, man. From dope to hope. And it's not, that's that the word there, the key word there that I think is so important for a lot of men is it's hope. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's such a powerful thing for a man that's in a desolate, a desolate situation or a dark place, or not only just when it comes to, you know, narcotics or, or alcohol addiction, or, you know, it could be sexual addiction, could be work, being a workaholic could yeah. be, you know, a number of different things, whatever our darkness is in our lives is that men need hope. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what your organization is bringing it to people out there all over the United States and the world is hope. It is, man. It is. It's, um, that word hope means so much to me, faith, hope, and, uh, patience. And, um, I've learned how to deal with it all over the last year. And, um, the hope part is just, it, it is man to give that person that's watching me, or watching um, John or, or watching a, a member on Sober Swaggy to see that they are overcoming just by staying sober today or sharing their story on our page or asking for prayers, anything to, to be of positivity in the community or in outreach on our page is that's what it's all about. And like I said, for me, I get a lot of kickback from the text messages messages, all that from everyone else that says, Hey man, thanks for helping me. And like I said, I don't want no glory from it. It's all, I give all glory to God because he's using me as a vessel because in July of last year, when I was the four days, when I was, when I was praying to die, God had it in his, in his mind that he already knew what he was doing for me. And he was standing there. I just had to realize it and say, man, he's been here the whole time. Yeah. So, and then once I grabbed a hold of it, I remember laying there like, why am I feeling sorry for myself? I've, I've been so close to death the last 96 hours that I should have already been gone, but I'm here. So grab a hold of yourself. Let's go. And uh, I had a friend of mine, Shelly Hall, uh, send me that song, uh, I See the Light by Toby Keith. Oh, yeah. And um, nice. I replayed it and replayed it and replayed it there um, close to death. And... And it just, and I, and I felt like this heat over my body and I was just like, I, it pumped me up and I felt like Rocky laying there. I was like, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. I, I have a purpose now of something yeah. in my there life. And then it resonated. And like I said, I, I, I've always wanted to be in the cool man group and all that, man. And, and I, I believe that, that us overcomers of alcohol and drugs are some badass people, dude. There you go. I mean, we're not a stat, you know what I'm saying? And the, and the ones that are, man, I, I, I pray dearly for your family. And I mean, like I said, I, if you, if, if you're my friend, you're my family. And, well, um, and it goes back to what we call this podcast, the battle, man, we are in a battle every, every day. day of our lives. From the minute that our feet hit the floor in the morning to the time we lay our heads down on, the, on our bed to go to, to rest, 
And even in the midst of our dreams or our nightmares or our struggles, mm-hmm. we're in a battle. No doubt. And that battle is real and, it's, and, it, and it manifests in a multitude of different ways for different men. And we have to be aware of what's going on in our lives. And one of the things, you know, we were talking about earlier is, you know, you, you can't just be a part of the flock. You know what I mean? You can't just be going along to get along. Right. There comes a time, like in that moment when you were there, you, you knew that there was something more than just this. That means you got to make that decision right here, right now. Am I going to step outside of myself? Because right. whatever I'm doing, whatever I've been doing, this, this shit ain't working. Right. This, this ain't working got for it. me. And, and so I got to do something different. And so there are men that are listening to this podcast that, you know, again, I, I say this all the time. It's, it's not about, you know, get, don't get caught up in the struggle because everybody's struggle is different. Right. Right. But we're struggling. Right. We got to recognize what we're in and we got to pull up our big boy pants and get ready to go to war. Right. Because that's what it's about. That's what we're going to face on a daily basis. And guys need to know that there is hope out there. There are other men that are out there in your lives that are going to step up and come alongside you. But, you know, one of the things we talk about here in the battle is, is that you want to surround yourself with lions. Don't be hanging out with a bunch of sheep. Yep. No doubt. No what, doubt. What, what's one of the sayings you always say about sheep, Ray? Which thing? About, you know, you know, lost sheep don't lead sheep oh, yeah, or yeah, find yeah. sheep. And, and I was actually getting ready to touch on that because I like the whole flock analogy of being sheep because you've never seen a sheep in the flock look for a lost sheep. You can't do it. There's too much around you. So when you're in that flock, there's no way you're going to help somebody that's lost. So the only way you're going to help people in that flock or in a lost sheep is to get out of it. You got to come outside of it, you know, That's because it. when you're inside of it, you're part of it. Yeah. You know I mean, right. exactly. It's just like we talk about all the time. You can get guys that'll have friends that they'll talk to on a regular basis to give them all kinds of bad information. Right. You all got that dude. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the no matter head. what you're doing, bro, it's good. Yep. Oh, don't worry about that, bro. You're good. Don't, you don't have to listen. You know, I love that. Like the guy that's, you know, that tells his buddy who's married, the guy's, you know, he's living at the house with his mom on the couch, telling the guy that's living with his wife and two kids. Oh, you don't need to put up with that shit. Just tell her what to do. Blah, blah. What are you going to pull up on the side of, next to him? And you guys are going to share a blankie and a pillow or what? Right. <laughs> you know, everybody's yeah. got all this great advice. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And, and the reality of it is, is you don't want to surround, your, surround yourself with, with people like that in your life. Because as you know, when you struggle with your addiction or you were caught up in your addiction, I'm sure you were surrounded by other people caught up in addiction and we, we use the term here that just a lie. You just lie to yourself all day long about oh, yeah, man. why you're no doing doubt. this and you can, it's okay. You're not hurting. No, it's only you. you know, I mean, and you go and you got those buddies that are right there with you that, you know, misery loves company. We talk about that. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. So just bobbleheading right along. Oh no, you're good, Jody. No, you got it, man. Look at what you're driving, man. Yeah, you that's got the this. Thing with the, the flock thing, like you said, how I get outside the box and, and try to get, get one that I know that's kind of hurting or, or reaches out and talks to me. I, um, I tell them like, uh, I don't, I'm just there. I yeah. listen to them. Um, I let them know that, man, I've been there and done that, you know, but yeah. I, I don't try to give them, a, um, I don't try to solve what they're, what they're going through because a lot of times, man, at the beginning of, of addiction and stuff, you just want someone to listen to you yeah, and know that you, that, that, that I'm behind you. You know what I'm saying? And right. you care. Sometimes it's just being in the presence, man, and sitting there. You may not even say a word, but them just knowing you're there behind them and going to help them. That's all they want for now. Yep. Because a lot of people, man, come in this thing real hardcore. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are alpha males. So mm-hmm. the first thing some you don't want someone to do, if you say something, oh, well, you should have done this. Right. You should have done that. Guess what? 
He's yeah. going to push you away. Well, yep. guess what I do? I just put my arm around him and say, hey, man, what, what's going on? I listen. Of course, I got all kind of ideas in my head, but I don't tell him until it's right time, until I know, you know what I mean? This They're is maybe ready. where I can I can give him a little couple pointers and let him know what's going on and just be there for him. And that's the beauty of it is you went through all of that. So you know what people were telling you, what people weren't telling you. And so you know exactly what they want to hear. You know exactly what, not what they want to hear, they what they to hear. need to hear. I want to make sure I get that right. Because right. the bobbleheads are going to tell you what you want to hear. Well, the other thing too is you're never going to have a greater appreciation of, of going where you're going so you've been lost along the way. Right. I mean, sometimes it takes getting lost right. to, 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 to have a greater appreciation of where you're ending up. Because, you know, people think that, you know, it's always point A to point B. Well, we learn in life from our mistakes. Oh, yeah. And that's what makes us better. You know, I mean, so some mistakes are harder than others. You know, some people are thicker than others. I, I'm one of them dudes. Sometimes you got to smack me with a two by four. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just not the sharpest <laughs> tool in the shed. I mean, that's a little bit of a redneckism for Ray over there. You, you mean, you mean <laughs> Candy's tool shed? Yeah, Candy's tool. Don't bring out handy candy, bro. We're live we know, on Facebook. What's wrong with you, bro? We, we know you ain't got no tools. We try John. provoking my man, God. You got no cool. You got no. Yeah, that's right. But any, <laughs> but my point is, is sometimes we've got to appreciate the getting lost sometimes yeah. because it makes us. You know, it's like, you know, going down them side roads. We're joking around a couple podcasts back about how my wife always wants to go in a different direction. You know, she always, yeah. always want to try a new road or a new way to get somewhere. And I'm always like, no, we're going to go from here to there. It takes 15 minutes. I know where I'm going. Boom, boom, boom. Right. But, you know, she's always saying to me, well, if we'd never gone down these roads, you'd never know how to get there from mm. that place. Or you'd mm. never appreciate, you know, you see things you've never seen before. And I think that that's true in life. Like, we get lost along the way sometimes, so we have a greater appreciation where we end up. Right. And I really think that that's really what's resonating in you right now is because you've been down those those roads, those dark roads and those back roads and those alleys and everything else, right? That now you know where you're going and where you're at, you've got a greater appreciation for it. Mm. Oh, I do, man. The appreciation I have is, is this is what I get a kickback, Johnny, man, is when my inbox, I'll have someone inbox me and say, hey, Jody, this is so-and-so. I know I haven't talked to you in a while, but my son or daughter is going through this. And could you please reach out? Here's their number. They're doing this or on drugs or are drinking really heavy. And to have the trust in me as the old person I used to be, but to give me the trust to talk to someone's son or kid just truly humbles me inside, knowing that God is truly using me as a vessel and making changes in people's lives. And like I tell them, of course, I'll give them a call, of course, but I'm only going to, like I said, I start out by talking to them, telling them, and just listening, and I can tell, hey, where they're at. And it's not, like I tell them, I'm not wasting my time, but you may be wasting yours. Like, I'm going to stay, I, I'm always going to pray for them, but I can tell you if they're ready or not ready. Right. And what you can do is you got to use prayer, man, because if you don't pray, I mean, they're only going to come when they're ready, you right. know? Well, you think about it, we're using the flock analogy, but... You know, that's all a shepherd really does. A shepherd takes the sheep to a place where they can eat. You know, a shepherd leads them into a place where they can be kept safe. They, you know, he keeps them from going off cliffs and getting lost and, you know, guiding and directing them. And that's really what you're doing. You're being a shepherd. You know, I mean, shepherd's not eating for the sheep. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's not what, that's not his job. His job is to lead them to those pastures where they can eat. And you're, that's what you're doing for people is you're saying, look, if you want to eat from the, from the, from, from, from the, from life, breathe life into yourself, this is where you go to eat. This is the well that produces that kind of water. If you're thirsty, you got to drink, right? 
you know, the old analogy, you can't, re- you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink, right? So right. it's the same thing with people. You can lead them to the place, tell them how to get there. They've got to choose to drink, oh, yeah. you know? And so, and I think that's kind of what, where God's got you in this situation. Oh like, yeah. He's using you more of in, in a ro- the role of a shepherd, you know? And that's, that's huge, man, because you don't have to have all the answers. You know what I mean? One of the things that I don't even think you realize this, but the last time you were on our show, you shared the fact of, of a song that your, your boy is dedicated to you. Oh, yeah. I downloaded that song after you left, and I've listened to that song probably a thousand times. Mm. And when you sent us that message about your son graduating, and, and I was listening to the words of that song, it's like, it's almost like a self-professing prophecy. It's, you know, it doesn't matter what the past was. Like you said earlier, when we start first start talking, it's about the moment. It's about today. It's about right now, and, man. And seizing that moment. And, you know, I remember sitting in the car, and my wife kept saying to me, she's like, why are you, why are you listening to this song? I mean, because this song don't have anything to do with you. I said, it doesn't have anything to do with me in this specific situation, but it has everything to do with me as a man mm. and the importance of being a father. And it has everything to do with the fact that I know that I have a brother out there that is going through this full circle right now in this moment. Remember I sent you that message, right? Yeah. And so how empowering, man. I mean, it just goes to show that Mm. you, you, you shared that on the podcast uh, with us, you know, last time you were here and, you know, it's nonchalantly didn't make a big deal about it and how it's come full circle. And it's a great reminder for me because I remember telling you the last time you hear that my, my cousin had struggled with addiction and he'd been sober for 15 years. He had a relapse and he got him back on track. Well, after that, we had met uh, the last time we had the podcast, he relapsed again. Now he's back on track again, but a lot of the stuff that you talk about really rings true and rings home for me from the perspective of somebody outside of that, you know, to be in that person that saw that person go through that experience, you know, and sometimes I think those people get lost in it. Like, you know, the person that's caught up in the addiction, whatever, regardless of whatever it is, you know, we look at it from the perspective of men, the impact that that has on the other people that are around you. You know, I, I, my cousin, you know, he, he struggled big time with heroin. He was a heroin addict. I can remember going upstairs in my bathroom and shooting up and then coming downstairs and falling asleep on the couch. And for, for years I would think, well, man, when am I going to get that phone call? You know, and then he went 15 years clean. And then one day, you know, he broke his leg. They put him on some pain meds and he went downhill fast, right? Mm. But the bottom line is, is that he's still in that fight. He went back down that road again. He's back on track, doing really well again. He's out there, got a good job now, got his life together, you know, going down that road. But it's just a reminder, not only just when we look at it from the standpoint of addiction, right? But just for us as people like sin, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in things like one minute you're doing great. The next minute you're falling apart. And men need to understand that that can happen at any moment in our lives. We're not any better than the man standing next to us. And you damn well better be ready when your brother's starting to fall to step in and grab a hold of him real quick. And I think that that's probably one of the issues that we see in our culture today that we're really lacking. You know, we don't have enough people in the flock that are willing to come around people. And that's why I think your organization is so powerful. And I think that's why a lot of people gravitate to you guys is because that's what men, I've been involved in men's ministry for what, 12, 13 years, right? Yeah, it's been a while. I can't tell you how many men that I've walked them to put my arm around and hug, you know, and that act all hard. Oh yeah, don't hug me, don't touch me. And three weeks later, they're like, dude, you came in, you didn't even give me a hug. 
Exactly, you know, it's like bro. men want to be loved. Yeah. Men want to be loved. They want to be seen. They want to be appreciated. They want to know that people know that they're there and they want to be feel valued. Right. That's the thing, you man. Know? Our looks are deceiving, man. Tatted up and I mean prosthetic. Yeah, I mean, my, my past speaks for itself. Um, our record's like a phone book. Um, like I said, uh, 20 something mug shots. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, it, it, it's sad, but at the same time, it's a powerful message because I'm sitting here today talking about how God saved me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now you're helping to save others. And that's what I get a kick. At. That's why I said, man, that's how sober swaggy is so powerful, man, because my partner is the prime example of just how sober swaggy works. Right. Yeah. All I did was answer the phone, come up with a, come up with sober swaggy, send an A on the second day. Really did nothing with it. Relapsed after 105 days. Always been a good guy, but never took anything serious. Was on the deathbed, looking more DUIs. I mean, just going crazy. Got sober again, lost my leg, went through the death. I mean, come on, man. I, I made an excuse. I lied when when I didn't even need to lie. Just thinking about living, I had no purpose. And then when God gave me the purpose of living, and when you truly understand life, it's such a beautiful thing when you stop and you be still. Well, the beautiful thing is we, what we don't realize is that what you were in a situation where you were helping John. John was helping you because John was your fuel. The engine was just getting started, but that engine needed fuel. And what happens is, is in that situation, him needing you and pouring into you, you, needed, you pouring into him, you needed each other. And that support, because when you, what this is what we don't we don't realize is Ben. It's like you think, well, I'm just helping this dude out. No, that dude's helping you too. Oh, no doubt. Because when man. you see the, when you see the fruits of that, and you see the change in that person's life, that just invigorates you to say, you know what, I got to keep doing this. I mean, I mean, I got to keep doing this because it works and it matters. Because whether it's one guy or five hundred guys, at the end of the day, one life. That's all that matters. If you can make a difference there. I mean, that's all the fuel you need because, like you said, you're sitting there kind of doing it. You don't know what's going to happen. And then, boom, this dude's hitting you up. And now you got to, you know, you got to make a decision. Am I going to walk the walk or just talk the talk? You know what I mean? So now you got to step up, like we say, pull on a big boy pants. And, and that's what it was, you know? John. That was really, Ray, that was really kind of my first one. You know, like, it's always, buddy been, it's always been called special. Boom, too. boom, boom. You know, and yeah. I'm like, I've always answered, and, but it was something dear to me because. We were we were always been homeboys, done a lot of drugs and drank together a long time. Mm-hmm. But he kind of seen me doing good, you know, kind of well, and was like, dang, man, I kind of Jody can do it. I can do it. And then would call me. And I remember them Hope, phone brother. calls. Hope. I remember them phone calls, man. We're both crying. Yeah. Bro, man, I I I'm I'm lonely. I've lost my 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 lady. I've lost my son, man. I don't want to be here no more. I said, bro, you're writing your story. You're good, man. Just don't give up. Yeah. When you're ready, come on. When you're ready, come on. I'll answer you every night. All right, man, I'll talk to you tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. We call. We did it a while. And then it just it, it, it just come along. And like you said, we were both <laughs> helping each other out. Oh, yeah. And then sitting in the front yard, man, we come up he, with the sober swaggy fan page and the rest is history. It's just, um, and it keeps us locked in, man. It's just, it's an unbelievable feeling to sit here with you guys uh, almost a year later it, and to talk awesome, about this. Man. And he just brought back that memory with the song, the song man. Oh, I just yeah. got chill bumps up and down my spine. But And we got to get John on here, John Bacon. Yeah, we got to get him on. Yeah. What you figure, I mean, we don't realize the power 
that we have, the power that God has put in us to, to, to help people, to, to make an impression on someone's life. And too many guys want to talk the talk, but they don't want to walk the walk. Oh, man, that's and there's a lot of dudes, part. there's a lot of dudes, Jody, that wouldn't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it real. Yep. And, and you know what? I bet you, if you ask John, he probably thought in the back of his mind, yeah, he says he's going to be there, but I'll call him. He won't answer. Because that, that's what people, that's what most people do. Right. But what happens is when that one person steps up and says, no, the hell with that. You call me, I'm going to be there. That gives that person hope, man. It says, wait a second. You know, if, if I have, if this thing all goes to shit tomorrow, I know at least one thing. I know I got one person that cares about me. Mm-hmm. It really gives a shit about what's going on in my life right now. Sometimes that's all you take, whether it's driving through the drive through at, at a fast food joint or a waitress at a restaurant or you're buying something in the grocery store or you do the interaction that we have with people and the power that we have just to make somebody feel like they're important. I always like to use a term we talk about a lot is to be seen. Right. People just want to be seen. Do you, I remember my kids when they were young, you know, they'd be doing something. They look over like, dad, do you see me? Can you see me, dad? Yeah, I see you over there. Yeah. Can you see me, dad? Do you see what I did, dad? Dad, you see what I did? And that never changes, man. Watch this, dad. Yeah, you watch see. this. All right. <laughs> it never changes. Yeah. Dad, you see that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I saw it. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But it never changes. We need that affirmation. We need that validation. It's, we're, we're pouring life into people, man. We're, you know, God breathed the breath of life into Adam, and now we breathe the breath of life into our brothers. That's what it's about. You know, it's nothing magical, like you said. I think that's what was so powerful in the beginning when you came on. You're like, it's not a magic pill. It's not a magic potion. There's nothing special. It's just, I listen. I'm available. You know what I mean? And I give I, I give my advice based upon my experiences. And, and you know what? You went through every experience in your life so that you could be in this moment right here, right now. Because what you bring to somebody, I could never bring to somebody. I didn't live it. I can't look at another dude that's, that's struggling in addiction and say, hey, you you know, this, this. You look at me like, who the hell are you, dude? You've ever, you've ever experienced? Now, in other situations in my life, I can. But like the people you're trying to reach, you're trying to help. That's not by accident, bro. You've been like a short, you've been like a sword that's been sharpened. You need to yeah. pick it up so and swing that What's the coolest thing about it, man? I, I for for a long time in the beginning, I would think back um, about some of my past and uh, some of the situations and um, going to prison, and um, I was so selfish and worried about myself that I never worried about the hurt and 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 the stuff that I put on my family and friends, and. Um, but I also think, man, if I'd have done that one thing different back then, well, guess what? If I would have done that one thing different, I wouldn't be who I am right now. Absolutely. I wouldn't be that God-fearing ex-convict. You know what I mean? I'm not ashamed, man. I mean, I, I, I you know, um, I, I give all glory to God, man, Jesus and, and, and my friends and family and 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 just for um, never giving up on me, man. You know, you think back and, and like— um, Oh, man, I just, I enjoy my folks, man, my family, my mom, my dad. I hug them. I kiss them all the time. And just, uh, like I said, I tell my kids, man, you got that dash. The first the first number's already made the day you're here. We got the dash. Once that second one's hit, it's in that middle, you know. And then, like I said, I tell my boys, I know it's only 18 months of sobriety, but I know if something, I'm not scared to die, but I know if something happened to me today, I think I've done enough work that I know I'm going, I know I'm going to heaven. There you go. And I've left you boys something to, to carry on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With John well, you, and his family. You, you left him a memory. You left on. the memory of a father that's sober. And that's 
that's available, that's that's intentional, that's there. And and men sometimes, and there are guys that listen to this podcast that think, well, it's too late, it's over. It's not. Never is too late. It's never too late. It, it's today. Make the decision today to make that change because it never changes from the perspective of a child. I don't care if you're 10 or you're 45. Every boy wants and every girl wants to be close to their father. And, you know, when we sit there and go, well, I've screwed up too much. No, no, you keep fighting. Those scars, man, those are battle wounds, bro. You need to wear them like a banner. Been through hell and back and you keep on fighting. And you, and you know what? You're not fighting just for you. You're fighting for your kids. You're fighting for the man sitting next to you. You're fighting for the person that's going to call you on the, co- the phone tonight or tomorrow or may email you or text you. It's a damn battle, man. And it rages 24-7. And you better be ready to pick up that sword and swing it. And there are a lot of dudes out there that want to talk the talk but don't want to walk the walk. And that's what we need. We need men that are going to set up, step up, get up, and man up. And when you say you're going to pick up the phone, pick up the damn phone. Because the person that you told that to needs you and is depending on you. Mm. And you know what? They're going to test you. It's like Jurassic Park, right? Right, right? They're going, they're going to test the they damn test fence. fence. And we're men, we're so we're so stupid, we'll keep getting zapped. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. That's, that's I mean, we, we're a... gonna keep getting zapped. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Until we find a weakness. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's like it's so easy to get caught up in our self loathing or our self-hate or our self-doubt or our shame and all these different, all this other bullshit that the world and the enemy and everybody else want to throw at you. We're talking about, you know, we have a freedom that's available to all of us. If we choose to live that life, if we choose to make that decision, and there are men that are listening right now, you've got to make the choice. You got to choose right now. And you know, it's not easy. You're left in, te- you have a left in testament of it. I guarantee you get up every day. Every day is a battle. You know, I mean, it's not easy, but it's it's a battle worth fighting. You know what right. I'm saying? Oh, yep. definitely a battle worth fighting, man. It's um, one I look back on and and, and that I wake up upon every morning, man, and meditate. And um, people people take waking up in the morning so for so so for granted to me, man. Like um, to wake up in that morning is a blessing because a lot of people doesn't wake up, you know. Right. And um, that's your first blessing, and people don't even. Oh, they they forget about it, mm-hmm. and um, putting two feet on the floor where I put one, you know. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you know what I you know what I'm um, most impressed about you, Jody, and uh, your your ministry, your organization is that you're doing the thing that we talk about here so often, and, and some people if they don't listen to what I'm saying can take it the wrong way. If you listen to what I'm really saying, you'll understand it. You're daring to be dangerous. Oh yeah, no and I mean that in a very good way. And that's what the the world needs more of. Dangerous men. Men that are willing to step out, to step up outside of themselves and take on whatever it is going to take to help the people and the men around them. And that takes guts, man. Because, you know, we live in a world right now where everybody wants to go along to get along, right? We talk about being in the flock. We talk about being a bunch of sheep. Well, you know what? This world doesn't need sheep. It needs lions. You know, we definitely need lines, but you know why, John? I can get it. I, 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 I live that day. I can go down there in, in that dangerous world because I lived down there for a long right. time. Right. You lived like in that I jungle, walked, man. I, I walked around there. And the boogeyman was with my friend. <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, that's the thing now. You a lion. Yeah. You're not walking around that same nah. place as a sheep. You're out there as a lion now. And that's what yeah, that's what John's there. getting at. Oh, amazing, man. I like how you said that. That really means a lot to me. And well, you walk, um, I mean, you walk, you can walk in it with, with strength and swagger 
because you've been there, did that, you've lived it. And that's what gives you something that's more powerful than just the average dude, man. That's mm-hmm. And the same thing with, with your buddy, John. I mean, these are things that people take for granted. I mean, you're walking in that jungle because you lived in that jungle. You're not afraid. To, you're not afraid of that jungle. Now me, I'll be straight with you. I ain't never been in that jungle. And if I, if you put me in the middle of it, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be looking at the shadows and listening to the noises. And sh- I'm going to be like, Hey, well, you know, I'm, I'm keeping, I'm just keeping it 100. I'm not going to yeah. put on some, some bullshit for people to watch in this podcast. I mean, the reality of it is I, I never lived in that. I mean, I've lived on the outside of it. I've experienced, I've seen certain things growing up as a kid. You know, I mean, I didn't grow up in the best neighborhoods either, but I never was in that, that kind of a world, you know, and, but there are other worlds that, that I've met, that I've navigated in that other people haven't either. Yeah. And so, yeah, once you get in a place, I mean, you walk with your head tall up in the air because, hey, this Man, is home get, for you me. Get, you get real humble um, real quick once you realize the demons I faced and battled and didn't die. But now knowing I'm battling with Jesus and God on my side, Ooh. they can't whoop me. Unstoppable. So I'm unstoppable. So <laughs> yeah. until, You're a dangerous man. Yeah. So it's like you can't whoop me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. no matter what you say, no matter what you throw, I got crisis shield, got crisis yep. sword. I mean, you're 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 gonna lose the battle. It may not be today, it may be tomorrow, but you can't beat me. Yep. And, and, hey, the, and the good eventually, thing is- I can get them to come. If not, my prayers will grab them. Yep. Right. And so that's the biggest thing for me is God's timing. Mm-hmm. Being patient. I've mm-hmm. always been. It's my time. I want. I want it now. I need this. I need that. Guess what? Like my partner says, man, Jody, you don't worry about nothing. I do worry. <laughs> but man, I, I just, I've learned so much in my life to just, to, to put my worries, my anxieties, negativity at my, at my savior, my, I love that man with all my heart at his feet. And guess what? I drop it, smile, love you, turn around and walk away. It's his. What's called trust. Yeah. Trust. And that's how I get these folks living is they trust me because yeah. what they tell me, like I tell their folks and friends and family on the telephone, they will confide in me. This is not for you to know. Right. This goes to the grave with me yeah. because if I lose their trust, Lost then everything. I can't, then I, then they will not may ever come with me to maybe be saved or be sober. So they trust me. You yeah. trust me with your kid or your, your whoever. I trust their, they have, I trust everything they say. So they're going to trust me. Yeah, and that's the thing that I get, you know, like when we, when me and my partner talk or anything we do, it's all a trust issue. Yeah, it's it's it, and and when the trust issue is broken, it's it's hard to it it, it can be fixed, but it's it's hard, you know. Okay. And I don't want to ever, I don't want to tweak it, man. Right. You know, I mean, I want them people to understand that, man. Anything you say to me, that's how they're. They, they, I mean, my inbox is full, and yeah. that's God keeping me sober to help them. My partners, and it, what's amazing is the people on the sober swag, swaggy page. Oh yeah, I mean, one started two, two started three, now it started thirteen hundred, and them thirteen hundred are pulling in each town all across seven countries. Yeah, huh. come Crazy. on, man, that's awesome. You know what I mean, old wretch like me. Come on, there you go, man. man. Hope boy to hope boy. Come <laughs> on, boy. Come on, man. I like that. <laughs> we gonna need a bigger studio. Pick up your sword yeah. and follow me. Oh yeah, that's what I said, man. Hey, it's been a blessing. That's when you, you look guys. back, say, "Pick up your sword and follow me." We about to get in some shit. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> we gonna need a bigger studio next Welcome time. Welcome to Swaggy have. Studios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you guys are awesome, man. This is a blessing, man. That's why I said I. 
the second time, man. This is um really cool. John brought back some memories. So did Ray with the one with my boys. I remember last year because I got really upset. And, um, man, my boys are so amazing now. Um, all their kids, we had 16 of them dress up or had the sober swaggy shirts throwing candy behind the float. Just a moment that it, it was so surreal. Um, one of the best moments is we're about halfway through the parade and John looks over at me and with tears in his eyes and I just kind of like, yeah, we did it, bro. We're we're doing it. Yep, Ooh. that's it. That's man. powerful stuff, man. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. Don't mm. ever lose sight of that, because as long as you can keep your your eyes and your heart and your mind focused on that, you'll keep on going. It makes you so humble, man. Yeah. To think, and we go to the same bar. We'll go to the bar. We'll go to Frank's. We'll go anywhere. Drink at Shirley Temple. We'll eat, in and out. Say hey, you know. And then we get in. It's like, man, I just. I pray for everyone that's going through something in there, you know, because right. I'm in, this is it's a dark world, man. And I and like I tell John, I love being that light. And guess what, man? My light is on and the switch is broken. Yeah, nice. well, think about it. You, where are you going to find lost people? You find them in the darkness, man. Oh yeah. So and you man, better be ready to get in there. You better be ready I to go truly get them. Enjoy it, man. Like I said, my family, my friends, you guys. This has just been overwhelming experience. Second time back with you guys. Hope it'll be three, four. Oh, we definitely gonna have you back. Man. We got all kinds of stuff we're gonna talk about. With yeah, you. man, this is um, it's growing, and um, man, we got like I said, man, we got the retail store stuff coming up next year. We got oh, just such a blessing to know that people like us could be normal and make sober cool, man. You know, and yeah. it's like, and people are jumping on the train, which yeah. is that's what we want. Like, yep. branch off, come on, let's go, let's go, dude. There you go, and hope train, baby. Jump yeah, on that the hope, hope train, train man. All aboard, it's so, all aboard. It's so cool. Nice. Well, Jody, it was, it's been great having you back, man. And I just want to tell you from the from the guys here at the battle, we're really proud of you, dude. Yeah, keep thank doing, you so much, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You know, you don't you you are like keep pushing because there are people out there that need you. You have a purpose, and that's what that's what makes you who you are because of that purpose you got. Now, keep driving. Don't ever man, don't I ever give up, man. Don't ever let up because you know, men men out there especially, you know. And we we talk about that here at the podcast, and that's what we kind of focus on. I know that you're. Your group is focused on on both, you know, sexist men and female. But for us, you know, we 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 want to bring hope, encouragement, and we also want to bring truth, right, to men, you know. And so, you know, as we're sitting here tonight and I'm listening to this message, it kind of makes me think about, you know, we're talking about the flock and we're talking about sheep, and I, the question that keeps resonating inside me as I'm kind of going back and forth in this is, are we ready? Are we ready to step outside of ourselves? Because it comes down to that moment like you had and, and so many other men in your life have had where they have to step outside themselves and say, today is the day I make the change. I flip the switch and it ain't ever going off. It doesn't mean that we don't ever stumble. It doesn't ever mean that we don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean we don't continue to get scarred up. This is a battle, man. Things are sharp, you know, and the first cut is the deepest. That's okay, though. It's a good reminder. It's a reminder of where we've been but it's also a reminder of where we're going. And so I just want to say to the men out there to listen to this podcast right now, if anything you got out of this, I hope it's hope. I know that sounds redundant. I hope it's hope. I don't know if that's, if I can say that, but it's true. I mean, I just hope that men out there are listening to this and thinking, you know what? I am in a dark place and I am going through something right now and I am struggling, but there are people out there. There are other men out there in this world that if you just are willing to step outside yourself will come alongside you. This world is so full of sheep. We need a few more lions. 
need a few more shepherds. You know, we need a few more that are willing to step up, get up and man up. Because when you do that, my friends, well, that's where the rubber meets the road.